0: Drama on One.
1: Sundays at 8pm. RTA.ie
0: forward slash drama on one. Drama on one.
2: Now on RTE Radio 1, a tragical, historical, comical musical in memory of the late Sean Kenny, Ireland's foremost set designer. With Owen Rowe in the lead role, tonight's drama on one is To Sean with Love by Ronan Carr. And just a note that the programme contains some strong language along the way. This is To Shone with Love by Ronan Carr.
3: annual celebration of the American Theater Wings, Tony Awards. Brought to you from our sponsors, Full Whip, non-dairy but topping with a great fresh taste. Once again, here is your host, Mr. Peter Paul.
4: Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, thank you very much. It's terrific to be back here on the boards of the Great White Way. My wife and I, we try to see a show whenever we're in town. But you know when the Yankees are playing as well. But we did make time to go to see our next guest, ladies and gentlemen, straight from his record-breaking Broadway musical called To Sean Whitlove. Here he is, the one, the only, Mr. Anthony Newley.
5: It's a long way to Tipperary From Piccadilly to Port Row Farewell, Mr. Kenny From your chums in Old Soho That's strange.
0: A show about me.
5: This wasn't meant to happen, this wasn't meant to be, it's just a foolish notion that took a hold of me, for my life I've been dreaming of it for my life I've been dreaming and scheming of being like this sometimes you know it's hard you know a dream can't break you up until one time you see oh it's just you and me but that was a long long time Time ago, Let them see love Oh, let them see love
4: Sean, are
0: you okay? You're quite pale. And Peter Falk, he doesn't really talk like Columbo, does he? Peter Falk? What are you talking about, Sean?
4: The great Anthony Newley there, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much, thank you. My wife is a big fan. And now, as they say, the big award of the night best death in a featured illness. Death, the final curtain. As Mr. William Shakespeare once scribed, to die, to sleep, perchance to dream. And our dreamers for the year of 1973 are... Dennis Price, in heart failure. Dennis Price is dead? Noel Coward, also in heart failure.
0: Noel is dead too?
4: When did that happen? Yes, my dear boy. There comes a time when we all inevitably exit to the eternal wings. Anna Magnani for her termination in pancreatic cancer. And our last nominee, a former Tony Award winner, Mr. Sean Kenny's wonderful passing in brain hemorrhage. What? No, 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 Bernard, no, stop. That's not right. That's me. That can't be right. Christ, there's blood gushing from his nose. The Tony Award. For best debt in a featured illness goes to... No, 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 stop!
6: Hold it, everyone! Sean, what is the matter? What,
0: Joan Littlewood, what are you doing here?
6: What does it look like I'm doing?
0: I have no idea.
6: What am I wearing on me barnet? By a woolen hat. Yeah, and what do I do when I am wearing me woolen tiff for tap
0: You direct.
6: The penny? Or oh,
0: What are you directing?
6: I'm directing this bleeding thing, and you are designing it.
0: What, what thing? This is confusing. I'm in the category of best death at the Tony Awards.
6: Yes, it's a conceit I dreamed up. Very clever, I thought. A conceit for what? We are staging a show about your sudden demise, Sean. Well, you see, that's
0: the problem, Joan. I'm not dead. In fact, I'm here at a meeting with Bernard Miles at the Mermaid Theatre. I'm about to design and direct Juno and the Peacock in the summer. Now, you tell them, Sir Bernard.
4: Sean, try not to speak. The ambulance will be here in a minute. Josephine, put that cushion under his head. No, no, no. Let's finish this meeting, Bernard.
6: Sean! Sure. There is no fucking meeting.
4: May I interrupt you here, ma'am? As I like to say in my line of work, I think we should examine the facts for the sake of clarity.
6: Good suggestion, Peter. Let's run through the brass tacks.
4: Thank you very much, ma'am. My wife's a big fan. No, sir, Mr. Kenny, I hate to bother you, sir, but your name is Sean Kenny, yes? Yes. You are 43 years of age, sir? That's right. You could argue that you are currently the world's most famous and successful stage designer.
0: That has been argued, but I'm not sure I agree. Now, let's
4: get to the morning in question, sir. The place is London, England. The Mermaid Theatre. It is 1973, June the 11th, a Monday? Yes, that's right. You were in a meeting. I am in a meeting. Then you collapsed. I do. You did. I did. You will. And that is where
6: I... Joan Littlewood, the iconoclastic director, step in. The premise is this. The old play takes place from the time you get your first hearing pain to your collapse on the floor of the Mermaid Theatre. That's the play. We are all clear? Yes, let's go back to where we left off. We are back at the Tony Awards, everyone.
4: And the winner is... No, hang
6: on, hang on. Jesus, John!
4: Ma'am, I don't have time for this. Cassavetes wants me back on the set. Get Judy on the phone. She'll put a stop to all this.
6: Sean, nobody is putting a stop to anything. We put a lot of work into this show. No, get Judy. I need Judy. Don't bother Miss Geeson. She's across town making some sex
0: romp. She's doing Titus Andronicus with Colin Blakely.
6: Same thing. Uh. Hello?
0: Thank Christ. Judy?
6: Yes, Sean?
0: I'm in The Mermaid here. Yes? Well, one minute I'm putting the final touches to Juno and the next... Go
1: on.
0: I seem to have got caught up in some mad Joan Littlewood production.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: Well, you know about this? Yes, of
1: course. There's a role in it for you, too, Judy.
0: Can you come over here and explain to them?
1: I'd love to, Sean, but I can't. I'm in America now.
0: America? I thought you were rehearsing with Trevor Nunn at the RSC.
1: Trevor Nunn?
0: You began rehearsals this morning, Judy. That
1: was 43 years ago.
0: (laughs) Judy, they're saying I'm dead.
1: Yes, you are. Joan is dead, too. And Lionel. Most of the people we knew are dead. Are you dead? Am I dead? No, I'm living in West Hollywood, so, you know, it's a judgment call.
0: Judy, what's happening to me?
1: You're leaving us, Sean. Next Saturday, I take your body back to Ireland, to Tipperary for your funeral. It was so sad, Sean. Paddy Maloney played the tin whistle over your coffin. Kevin McClory was there, Lelia Doolin, your mother, your sisters and brothers, of course. Your three boys. Those poor boys. And Edna.
0: Edna? Edna O'Brien was there.
1: Yes. She loved you, you know. She did? She wrote beautifully about you in her book. She still remembers
6: you after all this time.
0: After all this time? I I just designed her play, A Pagan Place, for the royal court.
6: Edna, Edna, it's your line. Uh, From the book. That's right, dear. From your autobiography, The Country Girls, page 184. Oh, cue that awful song you liked.
7: The party is always ended abruptly. In the small hours, Sean Kenny would curl up on my kidney-shaped sofa and mid-sentence... Asleep. This would lead to a sudden exodus. Blondes, having lost patience with him, would holler out addresses of other gigs to far flung regions of London. I would be alone with him, which is what I wanted. I knelt by him like Mary at the foot of the cross, looking into that face that in sleep was so.
6: Lovely, Edna.
7: And when Sean wakened, he would have a dram of cognac in his coffee. Then he would pour a few drops on top of the palms of his hands, which he rubbed briskly, then... Inhale. I think I knew that he would not live long. He was like a meteor which needed to consume itself. We would listen to a record by Dion, and then he would get up to go, making the same joke about coming the following Saturday, but only for the bread and wine. But you will come, I would say. Of course, darling. I lived for those
5: saturday Last thing in the world i want to do is break somebody's heart
6: Ain' fade that it be music slowly for effect
5: and we'll
6: say Ain' good
0: I remember that song I didn't know she felt that way. She said you broke her
6: heart.
1: Yes, Sean. You broke
6: all our hearts.
0: Judy, I can't be dead. I have plans.
6: You can forget about that now.
0: No, I have to design a laser palace for the David Bowie tour. I have my set for the Abbey. Judy, we are going to do a show together. We have plans.
4: Yes. And you know what happens when theatre people tell God about their plans? What, no? David Merrick laughs. laughs. Oh, Judy... I want to go back, uh, back to our flat,
0: back to our little place in Soho, back to how we were this morning.
6: So do I, but... The contract has been etched, dispatched and John Hancocked. It's a fait complete. You are designing this show.
1: Goodbye, Sean. Uh, Judy! Darling, just relax and enjoy the show.
6: Judy? Judy? Judy! She's gone. Get her back on the phone. It's too late. Right. First places, we need a set, Sean. Get her back on the phone. In a split second, you are going to fall dead on the floor. So? We don't have much time. Sean, this is your last chance to find out what it was all about. You want to find that out, don't you? Then do what Judy says. Yes? I don't know. Great places, everybody. On to the next scene. Sean! Huh? Oh, snap out of it, will ya? What do you want? A set. That's what you do, ain't it? Right. Fine. Where are we going from? Let's take it from the day you and I first met. You remember, Sean?
0: It was back in 58. Uh,
6: You do remember. Your first engagement in the professional Theater. Build the set, Sean.
0: Um, center stage, a chair. A small, middle-aged woman in a little woolen hat sits behind a wooden table. Um, no, uh, scripts litter the surface of the table. A skylight is suspended in midair. The walls of the room are soot stained. A tall, blonde, blue-eyed cockney enters and begins to speak the words of Brendan Bean to
4: the woman. Who fears to speak of Easter week? That week of faint renown. He is auditioning for the first production of The Hostage. The forces of the Crown. With mouths as bold and arts of mm. gone. Okay, okay, okay. Michael, is it? That's right. Michael
6: Kane, is it? Yes. My name is Michael Kane. Great audition. I have one question. Fire away. Are you lost? Am I lost? Yes. Do you know where you are? Yes. This is Stratford East. This is the theatre workshop company. I know that. I saw that on the door. On the way in. Then why, Michael Kane, are you giving me a fucking Shaftesbury Avenue audition? Was I? Yes. Here's my advice to you, Michael Kane. Fuck off to the West End. You'll be much happier there. Next. Hello. Yes, name? Uh,
0: Sean Kenny. I was told to come in at one.
6: Sean Kenny, Sean Kenny. Yes, here you are. Grant. Grant. Where are you from? Ireland. Great. Great, because we are doing an Irish play. I know. The Hostage. It is written by a mad child genius called Brendan Bean. Now, Sean, let's start by you taking your clothes off. Pardon? Take all your clothes off. All of them? Yes. Take them off. Why? Because I'm asking you to. You want to work here, don't you? Yes. Good. Disrobe. robe. <sighs> yes. Wonderful, strong torso. (laughs) Powerful. And with that blonde hair of yours, you could pass for Olivia's Hamlet. Keep going. Go on. Mm. It's just you and me here. And the knickers. Look, what is the point of this? Take him off. If you are to work on my stage, you have to expose yourself, sometimes physically, sometimes emotionally. Now... Do it.
0: But I'm not here to act.
6: Good, cos acting is the last thing I want on my stage.
0: Miss Littlewood, you don't understand. I'm here because of the beer mats. What? I met Brendan Bean last night in The Crown.
6: He'd tell you about the play?
0: We sang most of it. Did you get the beer mats, the designs? I sketched them with the Guinness stains. I handed them to Brendan.
6: Oh, 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 Christ, yes, of course. Sean Kenny.
7: Mm.
6: Oh, that's why I have you down for one o'clock. Oh, God. I have a here somewhere. Mm. These are yours?
0: Yes. I want to design Brendan's play.
6: You are the man who did these? Mm. Oh, they are wonderful. They are exactly what we are looking for. Oh, Jerry was ecstatic. They capture the Dublin tenement that Brendan describes in his play. <laughs> Bravo! <sighs> you are quite the talent. You think so? Not just me saying it either. When the play opens, the legendary critic Kenneth Tynan will say so too. He will? Oh, I can hear him now. <laughs> yes, I hear him now. King. Ken Tynan, it's your fucking line.
2: Sean Kenny's setting of Brendan Behan's The Hostage is a skeleton stockade of a bedroom surrounded by a towering blind alley of slum windows. It is, as often at this theatre, by far the best thing in London.
6: Did you hear that? (laughs) The best in London. We will make... Beautiful theatre together.
0: Can I put my clothes back on?
6: Good scene, Sean.
0: That isn't quite how it happened, Joan. hmm?
6: That's how we're telling it.
0: The thing about the clothes happened to Richard Harris. Well,
6: fuck Harris. Huh. All his brand-o crap. All his wankery about being a genius to his craft. And you know what happened to him in the end? He became a children's wizard.
4: Joan, dear, I don't mean to butt in.
6: Oh, contrary, Mr. Coward. You do mean to butt
4: in. I'm a stickler for the narrative. And? So far, we haven't really learned anything about Sean Kenny in this play of yours.
0: But, no, in Joan's defense, we don't need to spoon feed the audience. People already know who I am. You heard Columbo. I'm the famous Sean Kenny.
4: Well, um, you were? I was. Uh, why? What happened? Time has passed, dear boy. The likes of you and I are being forgotten. Oh, we surface from time to time, but only in the memories of a generation that seems to have taken up residency in the obituary columns. Look at me, the great Noel Coward. A raconteur, a wit, a playwright, a songwriter. And how am I to be remembered? As oh, that bald prison poof out of the Italian job.
6: With Marco
4: fucking kind. Oh with darling Michael Kane. You know, Joan, he is a damn
0: fine actor and an absolute brick. You know, hang on, I designed a lot of shows. Famous shows, operas,
4: musicals, Shakespeare at the National. You were a major figure in 20th century theatre, dear boy. However, your work... Well, what about my work? The nature of your work, I mean... Well, I'm afraid it's transient. What do you mean? When a show closes, the songs may linger on in the air. The scripts can still be read... The actors can still be seen in other shows. But the sets, once that curtain comes down, well... They are destroyed. Abandoned in the dustbin of culture.
0: No, no wait, no. There is still some of my work still standing, isn't there? My pioneering stage at the New London Theatre. Revamped. My a- aquatic restaurant. You know, the, the Dome and the Sea and Dunes Hotel, Las Vegas. Demolished. My gyrotron at the World's Fair in 67. rusted it away.
4: Everything is gone. And everything... Is forgotten. That is the set designer's tragedy. And yet, Twang by Lionel Bart with two exclamation marks is somehow still remembered. Even the house?
6: What house?
4: The
0: house I designed and built.
6: Of course. The
0: house. It's on the banks of the River Foyle in Derry City before all this in 1953.
6: Uh, of course, yes. Ah, oh, The house still stands, Sean. And that is going to be our next scene. Build the set, Sean. I,
0: I don't know if I want to go back there.
6: Why not? It's where you met your first wife, the mother of your children. It's painful. And that is what'll make our scene. We can't have drama without pain. Come on, Sean. Take us there. Take us to the house you built. You trust me?
0: Summer's day, lights off centre shine down, a house is half complete, a round structure of stones, cement mixer turns, a building site, a stream runs by, beside it, a small makeshift hut, dug into the ground, a gas burner is boiling a kettle.
6: A young woman enters stage right. She looks around. From the hut, Sean emerges. They startle each other.
0: Oh. <laughs> Sorry, did I frighten you?
8: Just a little. So, this is where all the excitement is.
0: Uh, not another one. Another what? Tell me, are you here to sneer or to smile? What do you mean? Well, since I started building, only two types of people come up here to look at the house those who want to sneer and those who want to smile. And which one are you? Neither. Well, you have to be one or the other.
8: I'm not here to look at the house. I'm here to look at the man that's building it.
0: Oh, um, what's your
8: name? Jan. Jan Walker.
0: Well, Sean Kenny. Uh, well, will you have a cup of tea with me? Aye, I will. Good. Because then you can tell me all about the talk about the town. What are they saying about me and Derry?
8: (laughs) Well, they say some madman is building a warped house for another madman called Joe Quinn.
0: (laughs) What else do they say?
8: You're smaller than they say, but broader. Let me see your hands. Mm, Strong hands. Thanks.
0: (laughs) And what about you? What do you do?
8: I'm an actress. I'm studying in Belfast.
0: I guess we are in the same business. How's that? Well, we are both creating dreams for people, telling their stories. You think? Well, that's what Frank taught me. Frank? Frank Lloyd Wright. You know
8: The architect?
0: My master builder. I worked under him in Arizona. First thing he did was hand me a shovel, and then he threw me into the blazing heat of the desert, <laughs> telling me to build my own shelter. Well, back to basics, you see. He kept saying it to me, that marvellous voice of his... That warm Wisconsin accent.
6: No, no. Say he sounded like John Euston.
0: S- sorry, John, what?
6: Just say he sounded like John Euston. Why? The actor we have doing, Frank Lloyd, can only do it in a John Euston accent. Oh, for Jesus' sake. Um,
0: <clears throat> Frank said to me in that melodious Irish-American accent of his that... What you
5: have to understand, Sean, is that buildings have to do with people with their lives, their cries, their joys. Walk in his shoes, watch how he lives, and listen to his heart. Now, it won't be easy, but when you have found it, when you've really got to the soul of the man, to his very essence, only then can you begin to draw. And then, draw like
0: hell. Yes, sir. You see, Jan, this house is designed for the man who owns it. It's his story, his truth. And by the time I am finished, you will be able to look at that front door and understand what kind of man he is. How he shakes your hand. How he shakes your hand. How he places an order in a restaurant. How he places an order in a restaurant. How he kisses his children. How he kisses his children. It is designed for the man and the land it sits on. So I hope it will be all right for all time.
8: Hmm. I think it will, Sean.
0: (laughs) Now, I have one very important question for you, Jan Walker. What's that? How many sugars do you take in your tea?
6: That wasn't so bad, Sean, was it? A lovely scene, vet.
0: How far are we going with this?
6: I want to get to the uh, marriage proposal between you and Jan. And that's it? We've even got your own mucker. Lionel bart to do the music
4: that's right my little honeysop i'm back we're back i write them you design them or if the truth be told you design them and then i write them you know sean since you took your leave from us back in 73 i've only had one gig A 30-second jingle for a bleeding bank.
6: How's the music coming along, Lionel?
4: Tickety-boo, tickety-boo.
6: Lionel has written a lovely song.
4: I have. A lovely lilting air.
6: Set the scene, Sean.
4: Bagot Bridge, Dublin. Overlooking the Grand Canal.
0: Two young lovers hold hands, watching the water.
8: Sean, I got a letter today. I've been accepted at the Old Vic. In England? In England. Oh, that's great. And I was thinking, why don't you come with me?
0: Oh, 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 Jen, I don't know. I, I want to tough it out of here. I want to build more houses, more buildings.
8: How many jobs have you had since you built Joe's house? None. And why is that, do you think? Well, you tell me. They don't want you here. You're an artist, Sean Kenny. A revolutionary. And that's exactly what they don't want in this country. They'll shun the likes of you. Oh, come with me.
0: What to do what? To design cheap jack bungalows for people to live in?
8: You don't have to do that. Sean, you can do the very thing you're trained to do. Tell stories.
0: And how am I supposed to do that?
8: By doing something that will put that mad imagination of yours to work.
4: A marriage proposal in the key of C, everyone...
0: to me.
8: Yes. (laughs) Sean Kenny, will you marry me? I will. Will you come to England with me? I will. Will you be successful? Oh, I will. Will you work too hard? (laughs) Of course! Will you be the first to use your designs not only to locate a story, but to drive it too? If you insist. Will you inspire Tom Stoppard to write his first play? Is that what he said? hmm? Will you give me three beautiful children? Yes. Will you drink too much? Not at first. Will you
6: have affairs?
0: Joan, okay. This is what I was talking about. I don't want to do this. This is painful.
6: That's why I wanted you naked. To play this scene. Will you have affairs?
0: Will I have affairs? Yes, Jan. I promise I will. Will you leave me? Joan... Play the
6: fucking scene. You designed this. You lived this. Now you're going to play it. Why? You might learn something. Will you leave me?
8: Yes. Will you leave me when our youngest is still a baby? Yes. Will you break my heart? He broke all our hearts. He broke
6: all our hearts.
0: Yes, Jan Walker. I will break your heart.
6: Next scene. Excellent. Let's move on. Set the scene, Sean. She loved me? She was your wife. Of course she loved you. You didn't know.
0: Let's move on. Uh, where to next?
6: Your greatest hit. You're set for Oliver. Set
0: OK, uh, the West End of London. A rehearsal room, wooden floors, dirt on the windows. A chunky Jew plays the piano. I stand at the side listening. you
4: got to hear this, Sean. This song is going to get us out of trouble. What trouble? The huge set change between scene seven and scene eight. What? Cast. Are you ready? Orphans, gather round like we rehearsed. You've been
5: out drink or two.
2: Disappear the same or two.
5: say to you one thing you should never do Never, never ever, ever, ever be, be your wife. I'm Mr. Sites! Nice. It's trouble and strife. It's, it's filthy voice. It ain't so nice. Take our advice. It'll keep you right. We'll keep you right. Let's say it's twice, Lionel, stop there. No, be no, your go wife. Go, go. will you
0: I'll stop? Stop right there. So, what do you think? It's crap. Is it the orphans? No.
4: I can have them returned. We can get new
0: ones. The song doesn't seem right to me. You said that. It doesn't have any of your usual musical wit or
4: lyrical inventiveness. Don't fret, my little fusilier. As I said, it's just a filler, a mere peccadillo. A simple bauble to furnish time so the stagehands can switch the scenery during the blackout. Blackouts? Did you say... Blackouts. I did. OK, Lionel, let's be very
0: serious for a moment. OK. There will be no fucking blackouts. Not in my show.
4: I hate blackouts. There has to be blackouts. No blackouts. Sean, my darling ding-ding, I don't think you follow. I have written this here musical, and what that means is we have this urchin's passage that takes him from the workhouse to Corny's parlour, through the cobbly streets of London, up to Fagin's den, over to Brownlow's house and into the three-crippled saloon. And for all that to transpire, we need fucking blackouts. Blackouts
0: are the refuge of the mediocre. Now you listen to me, I can build you something. Something that will seamlessly dissolve one scene into another. It's not possible. You forget, I'm an architect, not a stage designer. I have something in mind. But will it work? It will work.
4: I don't know. Why not? Because. I've presented thee with a difficulty, one you will not solve. How to get through Piccadilly without moving at all.
0: You've handed me a quandary, but I think I have it found. We're gonna build an origami and put it in the round. But will it This set will fold and unfold, turn upside down, revolve into different shapes and there's your Dickensian
4: town. But my sweet cinnamon bun... I have one lingering question, will it? I work? think
0: it will, I know it will, I'm
4: sure it will. <laughs> Opening night, St. Martin's Lane, I'm sitting three rows back. I hear a bumping and a thumping sound Followed by a crack I can see the machinery Is ripping up the scenery I run to the shelter of old Trafalgar And cry to dear old Nelson Bloody Kenny, Bloody Kenny, Bloody Kenny, Bloody Kenny Kenny, And his Brechtian revolutions Then from the avenue A melee has ensued Oh, Christ, it's a lynching, a decapitation, a hung, drawn and quartering. And then from the stalls I hear a wave of applause, a wave after wave after wave of thunderous applauding. It worked!
6: Cue scene of cocktail party. All a in London is here to celebrate the opening night of Oliver the Musical.
4: I knew it would work, my little dog and duck. I never had any doubt.
0: (laughs) 23 standing ovations. Can you believe it? And five of them
4: were for your set. Let's go over and talk to Nary and Viv. OK, and
6: that's the Oliver scene done. Fantastic.
4: Joan, dear, I hate to be a pain. Yes, you do, Noly. What is it? Well, I have only one line in this thing, and I'd rather like to say it at the after-party of Oliver.
6: No, a coward wasn't there.
4: Oh, now, Joanie, if we're going to be pedantic at this stage, I think maybe we should all go home.
6: OK. Cue the background noise. Places, everyone. Let's go back to Lionel's line.
4: I knew it would work, my little orson and. I never had any doubt. <laughs> 23 standing
0: ovations. Can you still believe it? Five of them were for your set, Sean. Yeah.
4: Have you met Noel? Well done, dear boy. Well, thank you, Noel. Wonderful party. Oh, look, there's Johnny Gilgood, the greatest living actor from The Neck Up.
6: Just get your line, Noel.
4: Okay, here goes. <clears throat> I have to say, Sean. Oliver is one of the few musicals I've ever been to, where I left humming the sets. <laughs> oh, thank you, too kind, my dear groundlings, too kind. Very drow. Any kind words for me now? Me, the originator, me, the messianic maestro of the modern musical? I do. After your next musical, Blitz. I said it was twice as long and twice as loud as the real Blitz.
0: What did you say about my designs? Blitz was my most ambitious venture yet.
4: (coughs) I will leave that comment to Kenneth Tiresome. Sorry, Tyler.
2: (sighs) On Blitz, I wrote, the stage design is taking over. The sets swoop down on actors and snatch them aloft. Four motor-driven towers prowl the stage, converging on any performer who threatens to hog the limelight. One day, Kenny's constructions will crawl into the audience and applaud themselves. In short, they let everyone know who's boss. I can't work
4: that review out. Is that good or bad? It doesn't have to be anything with him just
2: has to be well written.
0: Listen, Tynan, I serve the playwright. I'm not the boss, the play is. The story always comes first. Yes,
2: you like to think that.
0: Ken, you're losing the run of yourself.
2: Sean, it's the 60s. We're all losing the run of ourselves. The times, they are a-changing. It's the era of free love. In the blink of an eye, we've gone from the stiff foxtrot to the double-back boogaloo. Once it was brief encounter. Now it's all about brief encounters. (laughs) We've swapped our whiskey and coke for acid and grass. We've ditched our childhood sweethearts for dolly-birds and orientals. And Daddy, I dig it.
4: There he goes, eunitizing his own voice again.
2: That's the times we live in. Look, what's gonna happen to your gang? Brendan will be dead from drink, and Lionel will lose sight of his talent in a Colombian snowstorm. Ken, just what are you getting at? Loath as I am to put the catalyst among the pigeons. I have two words for you. Peter and Cook.
0: Now, come on, Tynan. That was unfortunate. But me and Peter Cook are mature men, urbane, with it. We chime with the times. We handle that whole debacle with panache and elegance.
2: Have you read your second
6: wife's book? What book? You should. What does she say? Don't give it away, Kenneth. That's our next scene. What did she say? Let's find out. Let's set the scene, shall we? The place. The Establishment Club, London. The time, early afternoon. Build the set, Sean.
0: A room with chairs and tables. Cabaret setting. A small stage at one end and a tiny bar at the other. Semi-darkness. A gangly man is sitting in a flat cap and flasher's raincoat, eating a sandwich at one of the tables. His name is Pete... Another man in another flat cap and another raincoat enters. His eyes take a while to adjust to the light. His name is Dud. Pete!
3: Pete! Peter! Where are you? I'm over here. Where? Over here! Where? Over here, you cloth eyed cretin! All right. You all right, Dad? Didn't see you there in the darkness. Oh, you wouldn't, would you? On account of the darkness. Where are we, Peter? What is this place? This is the Establishment Club. The Establishment Club? Yes. What are we doing here, then? I thought we'd come and see what all the fuss is about. Oh, yeah, I know this place. It's the Comedy Club. Very famous. Very cutting edge, I hear. It's the roster, you see. The roster? Yeah, the roster. What, like the one that wakes you up in the morning? No, the roster of talent that this place attracts. Lenny Bruce, Eleanor Bron, Beyond the Fringe, Frankie Howard. In fact, that seat you're sitting on right now, Dad, was probably filled last night with Elizabeth Taylor's posterior. I felt that. I did. When I sat in this chair, I felt a town tingle up my bum. The Establishment Club is the place to be seen. Well, then why is it so bleeding dark? That's the design. Who did that, then? Sean Kenny. Who's he? He's quite the Christopher Wren. Very talented. Notice the heavily timbered Tudor constructivism in this place. Notice the Hessian, the steel, the glass. It's a minimalist dream. You want to know the best thing about Sean Kenny? No, what's that, Pete? I have stolen his wife, his second wife. You have not? I have. How did you manage that, then? Oh, he was careless. He left her lying about the place. He must be bleeding barmy. He's more than barmy. He's livid. I bet he is. You know my usual trouble, don't you? The usual trouble, yeah, of course. I thought I was having the usual trouble last night. I was in bed... Lying in bed? Yeah, you were lying in bed. I was. I was getting that old sleepy feeling. I could feel the lids of me eyes beginning to droop when I hear this tap, tap, tap on the bloody window pane. I looked at, you know who it was? Well, if it was the usual trouble, then it was Greta Garbo. No, no, not this time. It was bloody Kenny looking for his wife the one he left lying around the place like the same kenny was hanging onto the window sill going peter peter i know she's in there i know she's in there he wouldn't go i had to smash him down with my broomstick he fell down on the pavement with a great crash bloody hell pete i said Get out of here, Kenny! Go back to your innovative drawings, your revolutionary sets, and early forays into directing. Miss Oxtable is mine now. Did he leave? Eventually. Andrew Lou Golden, Keith Moon and Lionel Bart pulled up in a Rolls Royce and took him off into the night. Christ, Pete. Christ is right, Dud. Still, what? That is some nice heavily timbered Tudor constructivism.
2: Peter Cook. <laughs> oh, no, he did for him, eh? <laughs> Remember Sean. Sure. Hamash oh. and, uh, sh- yeah. and elegance. Ah, sure, Sean, forget about Andrew. Peter Cook. Andrew. Move on, Andrew. take Andrew. that job in Spain. Well, and
5: her.
0: What did I ever do on her? Andrew, Andrew. In her uh-huh.
2: book, she mentions
0: a trip. Yeah, with Francis Bacon and the colony barn. She uh, points out uh, there uh, might
2: have been some ooh, With Showgirls? <laughs> that was with Showgirls in Vegas, and that doesn't count. It's all in her book. Uh, but she said some nice things to like, like
0: what? Like, like what?
2: she loved you. Yeah, right. I she did. You. Yeah, yeah. 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 she was Your wife, of course, she loved you.
0: Then what the fuck is he doing, Peter? Cook? Oh, oh man. And
3: what is he doing?
2: Oh,
4: now my right line on. John. Take that job they offered
2: you.
3: Yeah, All the
4: right. one in Yeah, out of
3: space. Absolutely. Do yeah. that
2: and forget it. Hey, yeah. fight. Drop me off at the airport. That's it. Now had the airport. That sound you hear now is emanating from the English pavilion of the 1967 World's Fair here in Montreal. This is Hyman J. Pipesucker, the CBC News show. I'm here to meet a man, an extraordinary man, a wild Irish man by the name of Sean Kenny, who wants to take me on a space journey. So, shall we climb in? Why not? Mr. Kenny has just invited me on a what he calls his Gyrotron, a $3 million construction that promises to lift its passengers into a facsimile of outer space and then dunk them unceremoniously into a fiery volcano. This has been tested, right? Of course, with sandbags. Here we go! Once inside the Dark Pyramid, we orbit up an invisible spiral track, glowing around us as spinning planets, comets, galaxies. booming in our ears are electronic ululations, deep beeps and astral snores. Let's have a listen. Suddenly,
5: without warning, we begin
2: to plunge down the red incinerator surrounded by simulated lava, steam, and demonic shrieks. Cannons, contraption, hold safely together. The ride ends as we are gobbled by a monster and finally expelled.
0: So what do you think, Hyman? Once we open, we will move 30,000 people a day straight into the jaws of hell.
2: (laughs) It's got to be one of the most fascinating, creative journeys I have ever been on. But, Mr. Kenny, I have one question. Hmm? Why? (laughs) Why what? Why build this thing, this mesmerizing monolith? Why? The answer
0: is in the monster at the end. The monster is the kick in the tail. It's everything.
6: Oh, for Christ's sake. John, John. Yes, Joan. Answer the man. What is it? What are you telling us?
0: What am I telling you?
6: Yes, Sean. I am not wasting my time staging a scene that doesn't tell us anything.
0: Joan, to put it as simply as I can, the whole structure is my attempt to get rid of theatre as we know it. The audience sitting in a room watching actors perform in some old-fashioned Victorian birdcage we call the stage.
6: You are telling us what you are doing. You have been doing that your whole life. What you haven't told us is what you are saying. Why did you build it? What is the story here? What does it mean? Well, like I say, it's an escape from the 20th century consumerism. Jesus Christ. Lionel, Noel, Peter, Dudley, Ken. Pack up the orphans. We're going home. Show's over. Let's leave Sean to his brain, Emmerich.
0: You're asking me an impossible question.
6: Peter, you need a lift to the airport.
0: That's correct, ma'am. Mr. Kenny, your cab is here. But you might as well ask me, why did I do any of it? Why I built the house in Derry? Why I held Siobhan McKenna's hand as she recited James Joyce on the New York stage? Why I built a steel circus for Jean Kelly? Why I dreamed the things I dreamed? That is exactly what I am asking you. That's a hell of a question, Joan.
6: Then answer it. Jerry, will you be more careful packing my woolly nut?
0: I don't know the answer.
6: Yes, You do. I don't. You want a clue? Ardra.
0: Ardra? How do you know about Ardra?
6: Edna. Mentioned it in her book. What's Ardra? I'd forgotten about Ardra. Of course. Look,
0: do we have time for one more scene?
6: That stage is yours. Right. Let's build a set. Right. (laughs) <laughs> Everybody back in the room. Jerry and Mimi Titfer, go ahead, Sean.
7: <laughs> it is
0: Port Row, County Tipperary, 1938. A child's bedroom,
4: my bedroom. The moon casts a blue light onto the room. This sounds good. I think I have the music for that.
0: A nine-year-old boy working at an old wooden desk at night. A table lamp illuminates the work the boy is doing. Using paint, a bottle of glue, glitter, sandpaper and matchboxes, the boy designs and builds his first commission, a miniature theatre for his sisters. He calls it Ardra, but the boy knows a theatre isn't really a theatre until there's a play. So on the tiny stage he mounts his first production, he calls it... The King of Soho. The curtain opens, and sitting upon a throne is the king. He is troubled, he is angry. You see, the king has worked hard, labored his whole life to please his people. He wants to feel their love in his heart, but he feels nothing. So the king works even harder. He builds circuses made from steel and glass. He builds a whole country of Denmark for a lord. He builds rocket ships. Yet still, he feels no love. The boy watches as the queen comes onto the stage. She sees how distressed her husband is. She walks over and comforts the king. She gently strokes his blonde hair and whispers, It's
1: time for you to draw and build your own happiness. It's time for you to walk in your own shoes, to look into your own soul, to listen.
0: The queen kisses his head and walks off stage. The king thinks about what she has said. For the first time, he listens to his own heart. He looks into his own soul and there he finds all the love he ever wanted. Right there is the love of the people, of his family, but most of all, the love of his queen. The curtain closes on this little boy's play. As the king rises and exits to walk across his town to attend a meeting with Sir Bernard Miles.
6: And that's. I will end the show! Well, it's a bit of
0: a downbeat ending, isn't it?
6: No, no, it doesn't have to be. We've finished with one of Lionel's songs. That might cheer people up. Well, I
4: haven't finished the words of the funeral song yet. Anyone know what rhymes with Kaiser Bill?
6: Hurry up! Sean, set the scene. Forecast, please! <sighs>
0: My funeral. I, I can't believe I'm dead. And...
6: Being dead ain't so bad, Sean. Get the orphans over here.
4: Death has its advantages. Well, like one.
6: You get things named after you? I got a statue out of it.
4: There's a Lionel Bart Bursary at the Royal Central School of Speech and Drama. I'm very proud of that. I got a whole theatre named after me. Yeah, they called it the bald prison poofs playhouse. Forendon also has a statue. Oh, and where would that be?
2: The banks
4: of, of the,
0: the Royal Canal What have I got? A bench
6: A bench? It's a lovely bench in Port Row No, I want black
0: umbrellas What, no set design award presented in my name? No theatre course in my memory?
6: Ah, uh, no, it's a, uh, a bench, Sean Your real legacy is in the hearts of the people who worked with you Who loved you You know that now but they loved you.
0: Joan, the ending has now gone from downbeat to cornwall.
6: It'll have to do. We have to end somewhere and we have to end now because the listeners are waiting for the nine o'clock news to come on. The what? The,
0: the listeners?
6: Yes. People are switching on their radios to listen to the news. We'd better hurry up. What, you mean this whole thing is on the radio? Uh-huh. Gravediggers to the back, please. You mean
0: I've been breaking my back, building sets for a radio play?
6: Yeah, but you know what they say. The best pictures are on the wireless. Oh, fuck
0: off, Joan. Right, come on, let's get this over with. The funeral scene!
6: Places, everybody! Tell the orphans to stop crying. They can eat tomorrow. Sean, if you please, build the set.
0: With pleasure. Portro, Tipperary. Graveyard. Rain. 1973, a small crowd gathers while outside a country mourns. A figure appears at the grave. He begins to sing. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you my old friend Makara, Mr. Anthony
5: Newley. There was a man in old Soho town Who lived in love Till life shut him down And in his hand Was a silver half a crown To pay the bastard to take him round It's a penny for your eyes, sir, a penny for the kind. A penny for the spice, or
4: a penny for the spirit to be filled. Oh, the worms are invited to your party. In a field across the Irish Sea. Oh my life, the maggots are no, blowing no, out your... your For all, for all eternity
6: Listening to Sean with Love. Script and songs by Ronan Carr. Musical arrangement by Owen Coffey. Sean Kenny was played by Owen Rowe. Joan Littlewood and Edna O'Brien by Deirdre Monaghan. While Jonathan was Lionel Barr, Peter Ford, Dudley Moore, Michael Caine, Noel Cowes, and Sir Bernard Miles. The parts of Jan Walker and Judy Geeson were played by Ali White. Those of Kenneth Tynan, Andrew Lou Goldham, and Iron J. Pipesucker by Michael James Ford. Joe Taylor was Peter Cook. The two orphans were Phelan Carr and Lachlan Jennings. Sound supervision, Mark McGrath. The play was produced by Aidan Matthews.
5: (laughs) Eternity, all right, be Mr. Sean Kelly. All right, be in eternity. All right, be Mr. Sean Kelly. Mr K. Take care,
2: darling. You take care now. Good luck, Johnny.
5: You did your best. Farewell, dear boy. Everything's gonna be hunky-dory when you get up there.
0: All
4: the best. Me on my go. All
5: right no, Have up. a good rest now, Mr K. I have
0: designs on
4: heaven.
5: We're We're we,
4: goodbye, sir. Oh, right.
0: Hold on. Hold on. ta Whoa. What's going on? No, no, no. can we go back to the
2: orphanage? No blackouts,
0: remember? No blackouts.
2: And you can enjoy Tishan with love again at rte.ie forward slash drama on one.